Welcome back, true reviewers, to Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, music, comics, and culture. I am your incredibly handsome host, Matt. Handsome is debatable. <laughs> I'm Anthony. And we are here also tonight. Also way more handsome than that is. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> way more debatable. Uh, we are here tonight with some very exciting topics, um, exciting news for you. We're going to get real deep into a few things, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't even play it up. Just deliver the joke. Just Move right on. on. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, true reviewers, we are recording live from the estate in Lincroft, and man, it's a little warm in God here. God so, damn it! So bear with us here as we go and try uh, and bring you some entertainment because we are sweating our faces. Yeah, off. we're having we're having some AC issues in the estate today, <laughs> and it just happens to be like probably the the most humid day of the year thus far. And man, it's not good. No, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little it's a little little tough. A little tough, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna bear it because we want to bring you guys some entertainment tonight. I was gonna say we probably should have switched to beer instead of the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> just drinking bourbon and just immediately sweating yeah, it out. It's, right? like, <laughs> it's like what people in Kentucky feel like is sweat. Oh man, no man. wonder they just sit on their porches and play banjos all day. Fucking a. Right? So that's Kentucky, right? right? That's all they do, right? Or is that Alabama? The South is all the same, man. I don't know. It's the like. South is the South. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so so we the first thing we want to talk about is somebody posted on Instagram a couple of days ago and this is like big news, it's exciting news and we have a lot of feelings about it. Um most of them I would say uh good. So uh so those of you that uh follow this type of news like we do, you know, we don't we don't just follow comic book movies and things about comic book movies. We follow all movies. Yeah, and absolutely. One of the big things that's been circulating in Hollywood for the last um, several uh, months has been this bidding war for J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot. Robot. Yeah. And, you know, J.J. Abrams needs no introduction. We're not going to talk about all the wonderful things that he's done. Um, but this has been a big deal for a lot of studios out there because it's, you know— it's J.J. Abrams, right? And and what they've been bidding on is his production company to work under the umbrella of their studio to more or less have any movie that his production company is tied to released under that banner. And that has a lot of far-reaching implications. And the news came out the other day that the, uh, the final round of bidding and where we're going, it looks like J.J. Abrams' bad robot is going to end up at Warner Brothers. Right. Which is really exciting because it's something that's very, very different. I mean, obviously, Marvel Marvel already has their team. D, uh, Disney already has their teams set in place. They've already proven success. And if there's anybody who's anybody uh, that needs the, the, the help, the benefit, the focus, the control, that's going to be Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has just been all over the place with a lot of their movies. They've been a lot – very, very hit or miss – and they really need something to come in and give them that kind of fresh, dare I say it, reboot. Yeah, I mean to have to have a guy as talented as Abrams that has the kind of vision that he has to bring to Warner Brothers. I mean, because like you said, I mean, you know, there's lots of other things that come with the bad robot deal. But obviously the first thing that so many people are gonna focus on going to Warner Brothers is the DC universe because yeah. it's been an absolute shit show since it first started and you know fans are not fanboys actual fans are for the most part legitimately excited about this news because 
there's a real, like, we all have got stars in our eyes, and there's a real possibility that J.J. Abrams can take on, like, a Kevin Feige-type role at Warner Brothers and really give us the DC extended universe that we deserve. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this, this almost feels like your favorite sports team that just picked up a big star, right? Yeah. You know, it really feels like a, a, a really good either trade or draft pickup, you know, a free agent pickup. Um, with with him coming into the helm, and, and supposedly J.J. Abrams is going to, like you were talking about, take over that Kevin Feige role and really going to have that oversight and that control. And I really think that that's very important and something that Warner Brothers hasn't had because they've just been so... And it, it seems like that's really the, the thing that's been the driver of what's caused all the confusion, all the, the chaos, is that there's too many cooks in the kitchen. There, The buck needs to stop somewhere, right? And it really needs to be with that final one person that has oversight, just like sort of the, the, the sh a showrunner, right? Where they can, you have different directors, you have different sort of producers, but you have one showrunner that keeps control of everything, right? And keeps the storyline intact, keeps the, the continuity, and it really keeps everything just driving forward to a main point, right? So whether it's going to be the DC Universe and the DC Universe movies, or it's going to be the myriad of other Warner Brothers uh, movies and, and entertainment that they can bring out, really, really exciting. Now, there's a lot of, of brands that are out there that are actually under the Warner Brothers banner that people may not necessarily know about, like HBO, Right? Yeah, I so, didn't know about that. Yeah, I didn't either. So HBO is actually under the Warner Brothers banner, and it's going to be something that J.J. Abrams now is also going to have a, a little bit of oversight on, not in terms of like control of like specific shows, but in terms of how it feeds into kind of the general overall focus, sort of that macro element, right? When you're yeah. looking at the overall purpose of what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish – you know, Bad Robot, that production company is now going to be involved and have their hands in a lot more things. And I think that that's a good thing, right? I think that we're going to have enough diversity in terms of directors and in terms of everything else. But it just gives one kind of central place as, as full control. Now, say what you will. There's a lot of people that, you know, don't really like some of the stuff that J.J. Abrams did with Star Trek. I do. I was a big fan of the Star Trek movies that he did. I was a big fan of, of most everything that J.J. Abrams and certainly Bad Robot has done. Um, so it's it's really just it's exciting to see because it's new, it's fresh, it's going to be a fresh take, and especially when it comes to our favorite topic, which would be comic book movies, the DC Universe. Right, it's going to be a kind of a fresh take on that, and I mean, I don't think that there's any kind of conspiracy anymore. I think it's absolutely real. The the reboot is real. Yep. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And you know what? That's an interesting thing you said um, about his work in Star Wars, J.J. Abrams in Star Wars, because Star Trek. Hmm? Star Trek. J.J. Abrams did Star Trek, not Star Wars. Who did Star Wars? Disney's doing Star Wars. But wasn't J.J. Abrams? The one that directed The Force Awakens? Wow. 
you were correct. Yeah, thank so you. So now, how does this affect? That's what I was. That's where I was going with that. Like, because I, I actually never really read into any sort wow. of of like the contract. I was thinking that you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, like, I, and isn't he doing Last Jedi? The, well, the, uh, not Last Jedi. Uh, the uh, uh, the Rise of or, Skywalker. Or, right, he didn't do Last Jedi. Right, he's doing right. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right, it, right. It, it it just really like it popped into my head right now because I never I never really read into any of the the contract details or negotiations that he had with Disney to do either The Force Awakens or um, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Right. I just know that he was you know, brought on for, for both of those. So I'm not really sure how that Whatever, like, what's in that? Con- I mean, I mean, it has to be, you know, something that allows him to have his production company. Because that's the other thing too. Yeah, to be honest, I know that it's his production company, but does that mean that you know? That doesn't necessarily mean that he's as involved in every single production under his company. So maybe he no. can still live in both worlds contractually. You know, maybe it's just his company goes to Warner Brothers. And he maybe doesn't have as much of that input, which would would suck. I want him to have that input in the DC universe, but yeah, you know what? I the all the, the I, I just thought about it. all the news news articles I've read. They talked about him going the Bad Robot Company going to Warner Brothers. But they never made any mention of anything of that Star he's Wars, got. Yeah. yeah, and and being involved in Disney yeah. and having that insight into what Disney is doing. Because yeah. I mean, you feel like Star Wars is one of the biggest brands that they have. Yeah, right. So and they gave him, you know. You know, control over the the latest Star Wars movie, which hopefully is going to be good. I mean, the trailer looks really good. Yeah. So hopefully, it's going to be a great movie. And it's going to return Star Wars to glory and really set it on um, on a path to be able to take it on its own story and to be unique and to get away from sort of the George Maybe. Lucas element. But like, is that maybe he didn't do a good job? I don't know. Like, it just seems like. Why, A, why would Disney let that go? I mean, maybe because they weren't offering him as much control or, yeah. or I don't, you know, I don't know. It could be actually the, because if I remember correctly, uh, reading a couple of years ago after The Last Jedi came out, if I recall, he, J.J. Abrams was not really too keen on coming back for another movie in the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Um, so I feel like can, his... can you blame him? No, I no, really can't. Yeah. Just, no, there's not so much that comes before with... you, you finish your thought, but like, no, there's so much baggage that comes with that it's, world. It's such a, it's such a, uh, man, it's just, it's so much pressure. Like, cause like here it is, you have this entire world where over the last 30 years, people have like made it their own. And so like, you know, it's, it's just so on a, it's like a runaway train yeah. right now. And it's just like, it's going to be hard until you get away from what was created before to where you can create something new, um, being able to get to that. Like, I don't, it's well, it's really like, it's like we were saying a couple episodes ago too, you know, it's like, say what you will about comic book fans. Star Trek fans are just a completely different breed. <laughs> like they are just a fucking mutated like gutter dwelling breed of fans that are just on a whole different level than average fans like you or I. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But you know, to their credit, right? Like, and and I've watched, um, I've watched the first two seasons of Next Generation. I've seen every Star Trek movie, and I've seen the entire series of the original series. Um, I've never gotten into like Deep Space Nine and all that. I've watched I watched the Scott Bakula one. Which was that? Was that Enterprise? I think it was Enterprise. Yeah. yeah which, which I was never a big Star Trek. fan. No, I was I was never the biggest Star Trek fan. But I you know I've, I have watched a lot of it, and it's it, it has been really great, and it's a great universe. Um, 
but like I mean, hardcore Star Trek fans. Oh boy, I mean, yeah. some of the neckbeards of the neckbeards. They, yeah. they they give neckbeards neckbeards. <laughs> I did. <laughs> wow, that's good. Um, I did say Star Wars fans. But you're right, though. It is Star Trek fans and oh, Star Wars yeah, fans. Yeah. They're, they're both. Well, Star and J.J. Abrams crosses over both worlds now. Yeah, and apparently, you know, yeah. and now and now it's going to be like, where does he go from here, right? Yeah, it's interesting. It, it, I, feel like, I feel like it's almost like a, a promotion from him, right, for him, right? Because it, it feels like he's moving from, if you look at it in terms of a, an, a corporate culture, he's moving from an SVP yeah. role to a CEO role mm-hmm. or a regional president role, yeah. right, where he's going to really have oversight over an entire division instead of instead of like a smaller piece right so i think it's i think it's gonna be really cool um and something that comes along with this is a warner brothers streaming app which is very interesting so warner brothers obviously they're a big brand they have a lot of money they want to be able to compete with netflix they want to be able to compete with uh disney and streaming is really the culture of today being able to uh, stream and, and marathon different series and being able to sit there on a Saturday and just take eight hours and sit in your underwear on the couch eating a fucking big bag of chips and uh, just, you know, Taco just, Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell or some pizza, which is the best. And uh, and just be able to, to watch, you know, 19 hours of TV right in a row, you know, and just feel horrible about yourself the next day. <laughs> but. But they're trying to compete, and what does that mean for the DC Universe? So now rumors are that the DC Universe, as well as HBO, are going to be wrapped into one single solitary streaming app. Yeah. And streaming uh, service. Yeah, it's really really interesting because, you know, we talked before a few episodes ago about the DC Universe app and how just – amazing it has been and it's just like such a a fan's dream to have this app really is because just just comic book library aside that's almost just like an added benefit you know the real beauty of the dc streaming app is all of the other animated and or live content collected through decades of tv and movies And then, of course, the new material like Titans and Doom Patrol, all this new stuff, it's just absolutely brilliant. And, you know, just to get into it for a minute here, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but Swamp Thing uh, came out on the DC app, the new show, and was immediately canceled. Yeah. It was immediately canceled. I mean, yeah. it had a lot of – there was a lot of, you know, production issues with it and, and you know, those – a cancellation is, is, is to be expected when a, a show has that sort of budget as well as the production issues. But it's – it just feels like a – like a step back, and it feels like that they are that cancellation of the show is the first step in what we all sort of feel is coming, which is the impending cancellation of the DC Universe app. Which is heartbreaking. Right, and I really hope that Warner Brothers is smart enough to, rather than just outright cancel it, just fold it in to this bigger streaming service that they're building. Like, give us more Titans. Give us more Doom Patrol. Please give us more Swamp Thing. These are three excellent shows, arguably some of the best live-action stuff DC has ever done. Continue doing them. Just put them, if you want to build your streaming app to compete, which is a, a fine strategy, just 
keep giving us the things that we want. Like, you finally made something good, DC. Yeah. You finally made a good yeah. live-action fucking thing outside of the CW. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. And you have access to all of these DC movies that have come out over the years. And, and like you were touching on, the comic books, right? That's the thing that I really don't want them to get rid of. Yeah. Right? Which I know that the Disney Plus app is not going to have. They're not going to upload a Marvel comic book library until I think that if Warner Brothers is able to take the DC Universe app, seeing as how they've already uploaded everything already into the app, that I hope that they don't take that away. That's such a unique concept yeah. where if they give you that streaming service and then you can have the comic book element on top of that, right? And it, it's just it's something different. It's something that's that Netflix isn't doing. It's something that the DC Plus app isn't going to do. Disney and, Plus. Yeah, sorry, Disney Plus. <laughs> sorry. Man, it's hot in here. We're frying <laughs> brain cells. But it's um it's it's the Disney Plus app is not going to do, but like the DC Universe app not only has done, but it's done well. Yeah. And the fact that you can download the issues, they take up like no space on your phone, you can immediately delete them afterwards, and there is literally fifty years of comic books that are on there. So you can go back and read all of the history. You yeah. can if you are one of those people that's like oh you know what i i'm kind of into this character i really would love to be able to read what the actual comic books are so i can get that you know hipster perspective right, <laughs> right? and then you can and you can actually go back and read them at no additional cost the only problem is is that with the additional content comes an additional cost well yeah and one of the best things about the dc universe app is it's super cheap seven dollars a month and i think people will be willing to pay that especially if they fold it and like warner brothers would be stupid not to build that into their streaming app because they're gonna have more or less a built-in audience from all the people that are already subscribed to the dc universe i gotta tell you Kudos to DC, too, because you mentioned the comic books, and one of my favorite things the DC app did was not only did it give you all of those comics, there's a new feature they added, like, I don't know, maybe two months ago, three months ago, um, where when you're browsing through comics, instead of just browsing by titles, you can browse by storylines, Yes, which is fucking brilliant because yes. if you want to go back and read like I'm, I, I just finished reading Blackest Night yeah and like yeah, I, it, was, it was one of those things that I always like I, I read it when it came out but I never really read all of the tie-in material yeah, how could and you you can't it cost it, you a fortune yeah and it crosses over you know 30 different titles yeah but on the DC app you just go to storylines you click on Blackest Night and there's like, it's like 76 issues and it's all in order all across you know whether it's Justice League or, or Super Superman or Batman or The Flash, any of the titles, and it's just all right there for you. And it makes the reading experience so much better. Yeah, because you stay in the continuity and you get all of the different facets. Yeah. And just, just the fact that they've spent so much time, like I can't even imagine how much time oh, that, that an IT team did putting that together in chronological order, right, so that you can have that and instantly access all of those storylines. Great example, Blackest Night, because it crossed over with almost every single storyline and it had its own exactly. its own exclusive comic book. So there was like Blackest Night issue one through whatever. Yeah. And then but then it was also like Superman, Superman in Action Comics, you know, or the adventures of yeah. Superman, Batman, Batman, Batman Detective, Detective Comics. Comics. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that and that's you know? something that Swamp if, thing, yeah, right? And if Marvel ever does that to their comic book library, that's something they really should take a cue from DC on because Marvel, more so than DC even, is 
absolutely notorious for doing the most ridiculous tie-in shit for any of their events. And Marvel, sorry, you do too many big events, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But whenever they do an event, it ties across so many goddamn comics. And like, and it's one thing if it's just like if it's tie-in stuff, but Marvel especially, they have major plot points. To the main, like, you know, call it eight-issue story arc of whether, yeah. you know, Civil War or Secret Wars, whatever. They have major plot points that happen outside of those main eight-issue, nine-issue, ten-issue runs of the story arc. Yep. That if you don't read them, you're going to be totally, not necessarily lost, but you're missing something. Like, yeah. you know, it's you're, you're just totally missing something, and it's really aggravating. Yeah, it's huge holes in the storyline, huge holes in the continuity that you don't, like, really understand. And all of a sudden, they're jumping, and you... you Think that you're buying all the issues. Oh, I'm gonna get Blackest Night one through twelve, yeah. right, or whatever it is. And you think and then, it's all there, and it's not. And you not. think it's all there, and it's, and it's not. And it's just not. Like I, I'll tell you what, reading a Marvel crossover storyline is like watching a DC Universe movie. Yeah. Because it's just so full of plot holes, yeah, it and really it's is. just like, <laughs> like it, it's really bad. If you if you don't read all of the tie-in stuff that Marvel does. You're going to be totally lost with so many of the things that are happening in the main story, and it's really fucking annoying. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And so if they're able to keep this feature that they have on the DC Universe app, and they're able to port it over to this new whatever they call it, whether it's the Warner Brothers app or they call it the Bugs Bunny app or whatever they call it. <laughs> the Bugs <laughs> Bunny app. Yeah, I don't know. They call it the What's Up Doc. I don't know. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> Because it's got to have a catchy name to it. Because, like, Disney Plus, like, yeah. you know, like, that's such a, a basic term. Like, you know, Netflix is a cool, like, name. I feel like you got to have, if you're Warner Brothers, you can't just be, like, the Warner Brothers app. They, they you should got to have, like a, like, a cool catchphrase to it. They should call it, like, the Warner Bros app and just have, like, a bunch of Brad and Chads, like, advertising oh for gosh. it. <laughs> the Kyles and Chads yeah. just punching <laughs> holes in sheetrock. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we're excited to see where it's going to go. I mean, this is really exciting news. The, the fact that it could really legitimately change the entire face of what Warner Brothers is and could legitimately bring them to a place where they are in competition again with Disney and with Netflix. And that would be really exciting because, you know, like I said, we've – as much as we shit on DC and their, their universe of shitty movies – we really want them – we want these movies to be good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to watch bad DC movies. You know, like Shazam no. was great, yes. Yeah, it was you really know. good. And Joker um, looks amazing. Yeah, Joker looks Joker, amazing. Like, Joker, to be honest with you, Joker looks like a dick punch. It, like, it looks like one of those movies – Like, and I know we said this before, but you're going to go watch that movie and like – you're going to need a hug afterwards. Yeah. Like it looks like a legitimately depressing – and like that's the exact way that it should be. Right, my favorite jo Joker storyline was uh, Brian Arzello's Joker. Oh yeah, and that's exactly the way that that storyline was. And you really need to get your head into the mindset and the craziness of like the, who the Joker is and how, from a yeah. psychological perspective, someone could fall that far and 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 become that character. So early buzz I've heard for this movie because now that's been uh, there's been some some test audience screenings done yeah. and things like that. Early buzz has been uh, words like brilliant yeah. and masterpiece have yeah. been tossed around. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying that it's 
pretty much not what anybody is expecting it to be, and, yeah. and, and in a good way, in which good like way. Yeah. that just gets me even more excited for yeah, it because 100%. I think you know, like I think you and I know what the story is in it with this movie, yeah. but you know that there are just a lot of fanboys out there that are expecting one thing from this movie. And I don't think they're gonna get it. No, I don't think. And they're good, gonna get it. fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think they're gonna get it either. And I think it's really gonna be just a very different feel to it. I think it's gonna be a very psychological movie, and that's what I'm really hoping for. Agreed. Um, one of the the movies that I've watched recently that really affected me, and it was just absolutely incredible. And uh, true reviewers, if you have an opportunity to go and watch it, if you're a fan of thrillers, if you're a fan of like. You know, it, you know, kind of tense movies and those cringeworthy movies. Uh, go and watch The Perfection on Netflix. Uh, it is an incredible movie, and it's so well done. And just like the way that I feel The Joker is going to be, everything that you've heard about it is completely not what it is. And watch the movie, and it's just – it really keeps you on the edge of your seat. And by the time you're done – it really affects you, and it, it, it drives you to a place that, in mentally that you, you didn't think you were going to go, and it's just absolutely great. So let's flip the script a little bit. We're going to talk about a completely different topic. But a little bit the same. But a little bit the same. But, Very much in the wheelhouse, but yeah. not what you would expect us to be discussing, true reviewers. Um, pop culture. The state of pop culture so this is something that we've wanted to talk about for a couple of episodes, and we didn't really know exactly how to put it together. And I, I, I still think that we, we may not have it all there, but... <laughs> shocking. I, shocking. <laughs> shock, I am shocked. Um, but I want to talk about the state of pop culture in, in America right now and, and in the United States and just where it is and what it's become and how... How can you grab or bottle up that magical formula to become popular and just a brilliant star? If you look at people like Dwayne Johnson right now, it just seems that everything he touches, everything that he does is profitable from a business standpoint and everybody loves him. I mean, he's just such a bright and positive personality. He's very uplifting, but he doesn't really have I mean, he has haters, but he doesn't have the haters that a lot of other people have. Like, if you look at people like Gary Vaynerchuk, right, who try and do the same thing, right, and, and try and be that celebrity status, like, like they just don't have it, right? Yeah. And, and so if you take a look at Keanu Reeves right now, Keanu Reeves has done a combination of a few things recently in terms of movies that he's done, in terms of cameo appearances, and in terms of special guest appearances that he's done. And it's really turned him into this just absolute sensation over the last couple of weeks. And not only that, but the internet has just re-fallen in love with Keanu Reeves. And just nothing that this guy can do. Like, I, I feel like it would be... If, you, if all of the internet trolls would troll you if you tried to badmouth Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah, you now, can't. <laughs> now, on the same note, there are plenty of other celebrities out there where where just the internet and and I you know I use it as a, as a, just a general term, but I mean that's kind of what it is. Just they they not only nitpick but they look for things to just just absolutely crucify these poor celebrities on, right? And I say poor celebrities, and you may be out there thinking, like, oh, they're going to cry themselves to sleep on their huge pile of money. But the thing you got to remember, these are people. 
These are people who have worked hard and tirelessly to be able to get to where they are right now in their careers, and they work hard in order to be there, and they just get absolutely ripped apart for that. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we've we've talked a lot about this in one way or another. You know, I think the most... Uh, we, we touched on things like the James Gunn example, you know, where Absolutely. it's like somebody had to go and look with the intention of finding something negative through 10-year-old tweets to find things that, again, I still to this day say were barely objectionable. Like we're not talking like he wasn't going out and saying outright, you know, racist or offensive things. He was making – slightly off color and you know just the type of jokes that you expect james gunn to make same thing with like kevin hart and the things from like years and years ago but then on the flip side you have things now because people are so sensitive to what everybody is saying you have the recent things and there i, I swear there are just people that their whole existence is just looking for things to hate on whether whether they like the celebrity or not they're just looking for things like you mentioned that bella or gg right yeah so gg indeed um for those of you who don't know she made a post on instagram uh or not even on instagram i think it was on twitter um and she was at the airport that's that's your that's your first mistake (laughs) yeah that's that's really is your first mistake like it, it seems that twitter is really going to it's it's just full of hate it's nothing but hate porn and and adoration porn and that's all that it is and it's just it's absolute noise and there's so much now it's it's a way for celebrities to be able to connect directly with their fans and i I really think that it it still is a good medium but it, there's so many there's so much negativity about it yeah that it's almost that if you are a celebrity if you are building on something right now you really need to a scrub your twitter and b yeah. maybe even just consider yeah, just fucking delete off. it yeah just, just get fucking off of delete twitter, it yeah because it's just not good it's I, I will remind everybody what i said the great opie from opie and anthony said about twitter yeah twitter is a place where people go to punish you with their mental illness and that is just the most accurate description of Twitter there is. So so on this topic with Gigi Hadid, right? Now, she's a model, right? She's she's famous for being very attractive, but give her credit because models work very, very hard. A lot of people don't give them credit. They think, oh, you're just pretty for a living. And that's just not true. Yeah. Like, models have to sacrifice. They have to have incredible workout schedules, incredible diet schedules, right? They, they literally, like... Like, whereas you and I can go and we can eat a pint of ice cream if we want to, right? That's just something that cannot happen if you're a model, right? You just can't enjoy what? the luxuries and freedoms of life. Well, they could just throw it up. Like, oh, when they're... <laughs> <laughs> Let's not encourage that, please. But, like, so Gigi Hadid came out and she was in the airport and she took a picture of a pair of new shoes that she bought, right? Now, not thinking on her part. The picture that she took, she was sitting in her seat, and it was in front of a window. And in, in the in the far background of this window was an airplane. And she had her foot in the air, so it looked like the heel or sole of her shoe was facing an airplane, right? Like, I'm almost exhausted just trying to explain this. Yeah. But it was facing an airplane. <laughs> and so in Arabia, in, in the Arabia. Ara- in, in the Arabic culture... <laughs> When you show that your that your heel of your shoe or the sole of your shoe, it's it's an incredible insult, right? And it's supposed to be incredibly degrading. So people just 
absolutely crucified her, starting to, to, to say that she's spreading hate and just absolute like terrible things that they were saying about her. And not only that, but they're tagging all of her sponsors, asking them to cancel her and just absolutely trying to hurt and destroy this woman's livelihood. Right. Because she took a picture of her shoes and she's just trying to share a picture of her shoes. Now, granted, kind of like a cocky picture, like I'm rich. Look, I just bought a new pair of fucking probably multi thousand dollar shoes. Look at me. But that's 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 Twitter. That's Instagram. That's life. That's what it's all about. Right. Is that that lifestyle. So she was just trying to, to take a picture and admire her new shoes that she was really liking and people crucified her for it. And a stretch to say the least, right? Like it is absolutely ridiculous what people have said. It's absolutely ridiculous the way that they're comparing it and saying that she was trying to spread hate to an airplane and like, you know, uh, um, you know, yeah, wait, see, see, that's to what, make the comparison to like 9-11 and so all of this So that's what I don't understand is she, by showing the heel of her shoe, so I understand how that can be, but she's showing the heel of her shoe or not showing the heel of her shoe, but they're interpreting that way to a fucking airplane. Well, I, I, that's the part I don't understand. Like, and it, with, seems, <laughs> like, it seems like a – It's not like a person. And it seems like a Rorschach. Right? Like, it seems like people are interpreting it this way, and it's not her fault. It's your fault. It's their fault. It's their fault for interpreting it in that way. It's it's like a Rorschach. Just because you see a butterfly and I see a bat doesn't mean that, like, it is a bat or it is a butterfly. Like, it, it's not like me. I didn't – like, it's not the person who drew the Rorschach. Right, that, that they're trying to express darkness because it's a bad. No, it's your interpretation of that picture. You are trying to create that. They are trying to create that. Right. Okay. So I'm looking at the picture now. Actually, yeah. so they're saying because these the fucking sole of idiots her shoes are are directed towards an airplane. But it's it because the airplanes are from Saudi Arabia. Correct. And the, the, correct. Are you? Fucking it's, kidding it's, me? It's absolutely absurd. What the fuck? It's absolutely <laughs> absurd. It is a stretch to say the least. And it's just, it's pathetic and it's horrible. Now, here is a person who has worked her butt off to try and get to where she is and to try and manage her social media, to try and manage her popularity and to work hard and, and be successful, right? That is something that we should, if you are a fan of hers or if you are a fan of you know, just being successful, period, right? Like, you, you should you should glorify that, right? Like, and not not crucify her because she's she's trying to share a photograph and that you're trying to fit it in this mindset that just doesn't exist, right? Wait, are are Saudi Arabia and yes. the UAE are mostly predominantly Muslim countries, right? Correct. Okay, Gigi Hadid is a fucking Muslim. Which is why it was interpreted that way, because in the, the Muslim culture, if you show the sole of your shoe to somebody, it's it's like it's like giving someone the middle finger. It's like a, but even worse. It's like a grave insult. That right, but that's what doing. I so I so I get that, but I don't understand like but to your point culture. I don't understand how they're trying to make the connection where if she is a Muslim Showing so they're saying that she's a Muslim, showing disrespect to other Muslim things by way of Muslim airplanes. And I'm so confused like, because that, like, that's like me sitting here going, "Hey, you know what? 
I'm a Goomba. You're a Goomba. You know what? You smell like olive oil and meatballs. Yeah. But I, but I can say that because I smell like olive oil and meatballs. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, and I don't it doesn't get it, make any goddamn and, sense. And isn't it okay? Like, and like, I'm not saying that you know her her doing this if that was her intent for her message because it clearly was not. Obviously, fucking but like, not. Even if it was, like, like, why would it be bad to look down upon a culture that looks down upon women and doesn't want to celebrate beauty it doesn't want to celebrate empowerment of women it doesn't want to celebrate so like why is that a bad thing well, she's not spreading hate she's yeah. not she's not doing it and obviously clearly was not her message was not her intent and like it was taken so far out of context to fit these narrow-minded points of view for these people who are just obsessed with hatred right now and it's just a horrible horrible thing now on the opposite end right on the opposite end of the spectrum you have celebrities that have been put into positions and into celebrity status for i mean questionable reasons i mean they're famous for being famous wait can i just talk one more thing about the Gigi hadid thing sure so she apologized 100 wrote it wrote it like almost a novel about it which that I, I I get why in this day and age you have to, but just once, just once, I would like somebody to own what they do, and not own it in the sense they realize they made a mistake because she you know she she didn't she made a mistake quote like whatever there was no ill will behind it just once i would like for something like this to happen and have the celebrity instead of saying i'm sorry just call it like it is and say it was a mistake and i'm not going to say i'm sorry for it because there was no ill will behind it please kindly go fuck yourself yeah like that's what i want like you know you know who just did this and not to i don't know i don't want to I don't want to talk politics, yeah. but this is just the first thing sure. that popped into my head, sure. and it made me happy. Um, when when psychos like Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren jumped all over Cory Joe Booker's Biden not, the Cory other Booker's day, not a Cory Booker's a psycho. <laughs> when they when they when they jumped over uh, jumped all over Joe Biden the other day because he made a comment about how he was he had no problem working with segregationist senators back in the day. Well, because okay. he literally no, if you read what he said, he literally said. I don't agree with anything that these people say. We, in fact, disagree on just about everything. But we were still able to work together right. to accomplish common right. goals. One, and and yeah. people like Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren, they ignored literally everything that he said except for the fact that he said, I worked with segregationist centers. 100%. And so, so, so leaving – I'm not even going to get into how twisted and fucked up an interpretation that is. But Joe Biden came out and said, no, I'm not going to apologize for it because – I got work done, and I'm not saying I endorse in any way what their beliefs are. In fact, I wholeheartedly disagree with them, but I'm not going to apologize for working with other people in the Senate. Right. And I would just like for a celebrity – like Kevin Hart kind of did it with yeah. the whole gay tweet thing in the yeah. Oscars. Yeah. you know, and, then, and Trevor Noah actually did it too when people tried to come down on him for – I forget what the tweet even was, but he was basically just like, no, I'm not going to apologize for it. Like – I want to see more of that because, like, yeah. we need to just get away from, like, the, if you legitimately say something offensive, whether you intended to or not, then, yes, apologize. If you do something like what Gigi Hadid did, which has just 
98% gray area around it and is completely right. up to interpretation, yeah. don't fucking apologize for it. No Tell these way. assholes to go fuck themselves. Do not yeah. feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. And trolling is a terrible thing that has been, like, become common culture in the United States. And it's just, it's it's terrible. It's horrible. It should be looked down upon. It's nothing but but cyberbullying. And it's, it's really something that we need to get away from as a society because it's not okay. It's really not. It's, it's something that is just, it's, it's deliberately out there to, to hurt people and to, to, to try and put yourself above and try and feel this greater sense of like satisfaction or accomplishment because you're what calling out something and some vulnerability, you know, like, come on, man, we're all humans. We all yeah. make mistakes. Don't try and make people fit into your perspective, into your point of view, right? When it doesn't exist and it's not there, right? Like it's just, it's just, it's horrible. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're literally just, I mean, okay. So, uh, I'll be the first one to admit, I I chuckle very often at some light ball-busting trolling on the internet. It's part of what the internet is for. But there is 100% a hateful side to it. 100%. And it's just it's just not cool. No. Not and cool, when, you, when, you, when you take it away from, like, ball-busting and actually start tagging people's sponsors and right. tell them to, like, cancel them and say that they're spreading hate... Right, you're you're trying to hurt their livelihood, right? Exactly. And because you have no connection and you're just upset with your own life, and and they're they're just trying to you know trying to just make themselves feel better or bring people down to their level, right? It's, right. And misery loves company, right? And it that's really all does. That, that's misery loves company, and that's all that they're trying to do. Yeah. Now it's pathetic, really. Now on the opposite end of that, so let's talk about the bright side of pop culture right now, right? Oh, and how do you sad. bottle it up with this? incredibly aggressive environment of of critics and everybody is a critic you know and everybody is out there giving their opinion and we're no we're no different you know we are here on our podcast trying to be able to provide an interesting perspective but i don't feel like we try and degrade things we try and bring it up and, and just provide perspective and we even provide ideas Hey, DC, <laughs> we've provided you with billion-dollar ideas. Uh, if you on say our Batman show. Beyond, I swear to God. Batman Beyond. I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, so so let's take people, for instance, like like Billy Ellish. Okay? Now, Billy Ellish is someone that I've really been fascinated with recently because I have had a lot of of things that I watch and a lot of of interviews, YouTube shows, and I've seen just, I've seen Billie Eilish everywhere. And now I never listened to her music. I never was a fan. So this morning I got a chance to go on to Spotify and, and listen to a bunch of Billie Eilish music. And I wasn't really surprised. <laughs> Can we just take a moment to take that in for a second? Why? Yeah, okay, let's take a moment. Just take a moment to take that in. Anthony listens to lots of... Of Billy Eilish no, music. I, today, to put it into to put it into perspective. Today I listen to Billy Eilish. To music. put it into perspective before Why Anthony. Is that a bad thing? Before Anthony texted me this morning about wanting to talk about this on the podcast, my only response was, "Sounds like a cool topic, but who the fuck is Billy Eilish?" <laughs> <laughs> so so Billy Eilish uh, is a 
singer, songwriter, model, quote unquote. Although I don't, I don't, haven't seen her model in anything, but I guess she's a model. Um, but I guess <laughs> it, it's, all, on the spectrum. it's yeah. all on the spectrum. It's, it's all on the spectrum. It's all on the spectrum. spectrum. That's <laughs> a great way to put it. All on the spectrum. Um, and she got famous back in 2016 um, with a song called Ocean Eyes. And uh, she did a music video after that. Now, she is the daughter of a song producer and songwriter um, and, and has kind of grown up with the industry surrounding her, right? So, but if you listen to her music, her music is so garbage. mixed. Uh, well, I, I, don't want to call it, I don't want to call it garbage. I haven't listened to it. I'm there, just assuming. Yeah, there's, there's people out there. Now, in my opinion, it's it's not my flavor, right? It's not not it's not something that I like, and especially because it literally could be anybody. Because it's so mixed, it's so studio produced, and it literally could be anybody. So why Billy? Why is it that Billy has captured the fandom that she has? The, the 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 attraction that she has and the the money that she has right and the following that she has is she right? really hot I don't think so I mean you know she's a underage white girl I mean whoa I, how underage seventeen what yeah oh, I and, but she's I retract previous statements she's, she's very like on the other end of the spectrum me. she's not like a blonde haired blue eyed she's got dark hair she wears a lot of jewelry and she's very emo. And her songs are very emo. But again, they're so mixed that it's like, it's like, what is she doing that got her popularity that a million or two million other people are out there doing that, like, what is, what's different? Right? Is it just a studio quality? Was there money put behind it? Is it, is it advertising? So now she looks like she does a lot of meth. She, if you ever see her interviewed, dude, she is like crazy. She is all over the place. Yeah, she she's certainly looks like it. Yeah. Wow, I'm just Googling pictures so of her So she was right on now. Hot Ones. She actually had a really decent episode of Hot Ones. It wasn't one of the greatest in my opinion, but it was very, very decent. Um, she did an absolutely incredible YouTube video, and she is a huge fan of The Office. And she's, oh, yeah, yeah okay. so she's a huge fan, like a hardcore, like I am a professional wrestling historian. She's like an <laughs> office historian. That's she, great. Like you can take the most random episode and ask her a trivia question about it and she will nail it. In fact, she did a great YouTube video with Rain Wilson um, and he essentially just did trivia with her about the office. And she was great. That's and it was, awesome. And it was a great, it was a great YouTube video. It was, it was hilarious. It was very funny. It was very endearing for her. So like, I don't not like her as a person. I, in fact, a lot of the things that I've seen her do and interviews that I've seen her done do, um, it, 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 it's been really, it's, it's, it's been cool. Like yeah. she's a very unique personality, but at the same time, there's probably uh, 3 million other people that are just like her out in the United States right now that like why that are trying to do the same kind of thing like why aren't they able to do it yeah it's interesting because i, I think it with with those sort of um, pop stars it literally just takes one one thing one little like just what what, what is wrong with you what happened <laughs> bug on me <laughs> He's, he's freaking out I'm over freaking here. Out. I had a bug crawling on my neck. I don't know what's going on. It's hot in here. We're frying brain cells. 
This episode has gone off the rails. We're trying to talk about a serious topic. It here. feels like we're in the goddamn rainforest <laughs> with the, the humidity factor. Here. <laughs> it's just like I need I need like a canteen and just like <laughs> the tro- okay. tropical okay. spiders are now growing in the estate room. Uh, you've, you've been poisoned. Yeah, and I'm trying to find it and I don't know where it went. Anyway. It's inside you. It's gotta be inside. <laughs> No, so she got. She was. Oh God. Inside of you. (laughs) She was popular. She became popular after that Thirteen Reasons Why show, right? So she had she had a song that was uh, put onto Thirteen Reasons Why, um, and I think that was actually after she started getting a following because I think Thirteen Reasons Why came out in 2017. um, Yes, and I believe so. And um, that's really where she she kind of started to really become super popular. Um, but she had her original following when she just released literally one song. It was one song that she did, and then it got a music video. It got remixed. It got, and then DJ Khaled had her and like did a collaboration. With okay, her time time out. Uh, no. All right, you know how I know that Billie Eilish sucks. Because she did a collaboration with fucking the most untalented piece of human garbage <laughs> in the entire world. DJ Khaled! Khaled, Khaled, Khaled. And another one. And another one. God, oh my God. Okay, that's how I know. No wonder I don't know who she is. Because she yeah. fucking sucks. Well, I can tell you this. Her music is not good. It's not my cup of tea. And again, it's just, it's, it's, Ugh. it's, it could be anyone. You and I literally, and like people are going to say, Oh, well, if it's so easy, why don't you just go and do it? Why don't you just go and do it? And you know what? You know what? Maybe we will. I mean, we have talked about putting out a rap album and maybe we will. <laughs> but, I mean, Hey, I've been time, in bands my entire life. I've yeah. written hundreds of songs. Yeah. And they're and, really good. And like, yeah, thank you. And like, yeah, yeah. you know, none no, of them I'll, give, ever... I'll give credit where credit is due. Yeah. For those of you out there who aren't familiar, do not know. Matt happens to be an absolutely brilliant musician. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, you know, it's like we, I've never really really tried that hard. I my my thrill in the songwriting is more about playing live gigs than it is releasing my music for people to hear. I just like the thrill right. of playing on stage, but you, whatever, that's neither here nor there. You also don't have a father who was in the music industry, has connections within the music industry and is doing everything that oh, he possibly can there in order is. to push it through. There no, it is. So th- is that is that really what it is? Is it just nepotism? Now, going back to what we talked about on a previous episode, right, with with is it wrong to, to do everything that you can in order to see your child succeed, right? They're trying – you know, here he is trying to do everything that he can to see his child succeed. You know, it's it's different. Yeah. Right. So no, it's, it's definitely nepotism, I mean, it's, and it's and it's, I, it's. I mean, it could it be nepotism. It is nepotism, and because like literally, there's nothing that she's done. If you listen to her music, she's not, in my opinion, not that musically gifted. Yeah. And if you listen to a classically trained musician and a classically trained singer talk about Billie Eilish or Eilish, Billie Eilish, she's not really no yeah she's not she doesn't have range she doesn't have harmony like there's nothing yeah. there it's absolutely nepotism just just look at people like the kardashians they have a, a a totally different form of nepotism but it's very much the same when you look at like you know so just you know call it what it is kim kardashian is the one 
that launched the Kardashian brand because she got caught fucking on film 20 oh, years man. ago. Like, but, oh, man. but, but look apparently how, you can't say that on the, uh, the movie and music yeah, awards. Like, whatever. <laughs> but like, let's just look how, so, so like I can understand why, you know, I, I can partially understand why Kim Kardashian became famous because people with that type of notoriety, they just naturally, they, they, the same way people were, you know, were obsessed with Paris Hilton and people like that back in the day, you know, like that, that persona, that celebrity, people are obsessed with that. But the, the nepotism element comes in when you look at her two younger sisters, Kendall yeah. and Kylie. Yeah. And I forget which one. It doesn't really matter because they're just interchangeable, vapid wastes of space. But one of them has <laughs> pretty rough. One of them but, is like okay. worth a billion dollars, and she has like a cosmetics company and like a whole thing. And like, listen, I'm not gonna say that she didn't put in the work to get that done, right? But if we're talking about cosmetics, or if we're talking about fashion, these are things that literally, that A, pretty much anybody could do with the proper training and or knowledge, and, and B... proper financial backing. There you go. They're, they're, these are the type of things that, like, I, I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is that, I guess, when people talk about cosmetics now or certain types of fashion... You can't get away from mentioning Kendall or Kylie Jenner, whichever fucking one does it, right? Both of them, I guess, right? But that could very easily be somebody else who had no links, no connection. And in fact, in a lot of other fashion companies and brands and cosmetic companies, it is somebody else. So, and what makes their product, is it better? Probably not. I don't know, you know? So it's like, my point is there is that nepotism that exists in all areas of the celebrity spectrum. It just comes and goes in different ways, and sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. Look at Will Smith's kid, Jaden Smith. That's 100% Will Smith trying to do everything he can to make his son succeed in the acting world. And whoops, Whoops. (laughs) hasn't really uh, succeeded. No, because the kid's absolute batshit. Because the kid's batshit, and he's not a very good actor, you know, but... It, it, it just happens. That's the world that the Hollywood, you know, elite live in. And if you're if you're born into that um, that that royalty, let's call it, if you want to go that route, you can. And there are plenty yeah. of Hollywood children yeah. that choose not to go that route. Yeah. You know, and good on them. But the ones that do, at the very least, always get a fair shake because you know I'm Will Smith's kid. I'm Kendall. I'm Kendall Jenner. I'm Tom Hanks' kid. I'm so and so's kid. They always get a fair shake. Yeah. They really do. Whether they're and, good or not. <laughs> yeah, whether they're good or not, right? And it's and it's and it's really frustrating because if you look out there, right, there are people who don't come from that, you know, elite society that are working their butt off, right? Who have spent probably years and years and years, right, trying to make it into their dream is to work for a cosmetic company, right? And they have studied for years and years and years and probably know just an, an, an infinite more about cosmetics than now I don't know Kylie I don't know the the Jenners I don't know what they do or how they study right yeah I do know that Kim Kardashian is trying to get a law degree without going to law school and I have a feeling that she's going to be able to do it of course she which will is just absurd of course but she will the fact of the matter is is that there are people out there who are working their asses off. In order to try and get to these positions, right, and the only reason that others can have it so easy and can get it there so easy is because they were born into it. Exactly. And so is that 
the element of pop culture where we're in right now where you can't break your way in. You have to be born into it because even taking The Rock, even taking The Rock, he was born into the wrestling world, right? Which got his foot in the door. Now, now the Rock is a little bit different because he 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 took the ball and he took it to a different place. Yeah. And he goes, okay, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna get as high as I can. And then as soon as he got as high as he could, he's like, okay, now I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna go even higher. Now I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna become the biggest star. Now Rock has that unbelievable, undying will to just be not only to succeed but to be the absolute best that there is and he has nothing but positivity about him and he has nothing but like just 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 drive and ambition and i really really admire everything that he's done but at the same time you know he did have advantages that other people didn't have right and that that but others who did have also those same advantages tried to be able to do and couldn't do. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at somebody like Ted DiBiase Jr. Right. <laughs> in, in wrestling, because he tried to cross over. He tried to be in movies. He couldn't do it. Right. He wasn't even that great of a wrestler, and he couldn't take that ball and run with it. Well, when your first so movie is the Marine some, Four, like yeah, you know. <laughs> well, but there's some element of like legitimate talent there, and then he couldn't run with it. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Right. And he just couldn't take it to where it needed to be. Didn't have that same kind of level of charisma and and and, and fortitude. Right. So, so, but Billie Eilish doesn't have any of that. Yeah. She, she didn't, she, like, I don't feel like she's paid her dues. I don't feel like she's gone through the hardships. I don't feel like she has worked her butt off to be able to, to sit in, you know, smoky bars playing in front of 15 people, right, on a weekly basis just to be able to get her name out there so that she can have somebody take a look at her so that she can get somebody to bring her into the studio to be able to get an audition, right? Like, it just, it, it wasn't there. Like, it's, so yeah. are we in this element right now where there needs to be I want to say an established credibility or an established audience and people don't want to go with anything that doesn't, right? Which is why we have movies that are now, you know, we have sequels, we have all of these things that are having reboots and everything like that, right? That are getting all of this money thrown behind it and they end up being garbage, yeah. right? Where we're now, just now seeing people start to turn away from that. Are we going to see people start to turn away from that from a from an a, a all encompassing pop culture perspective. See, I think what it really comes down to, at least at least focusing on the music side of things, what it really comes down to at the end of the day <coughs> is going to be talent. So there's always going to be that element of like having to pay your dues, you know. But if you think about the 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 just the sheer volume of mega pop stars and i speak specifically about pop because it happens the most often that have just come and gone for the most part over the last even just decade and if you, if you want to go back the last 20 years even like since the year 2000 there have just been a lot of these stars that who are the the hottest thing on the planet for a very short time not necessarily one hit wonders but just the hottest thing going for a very long time and then eventually the cracks start to show. And, you know, it's like that old adage where he says, you know, bullshit will get you to the top, but it won't keep you at the top, you know? Yeah, so that's why if you look at people like – I'm trying to think of an example of a pop star who was 
Katy Perry is like the first one that 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 comes to mind, but okay. she's not a very good example because I think she is legitimately talented. I think she's just a, a bit of a psychopath. Um, I, I can't think of a pop star that was really big five, ten years ago. But an example of people that have stood the test of time and have quote paid their dues, and the reason they continue to sell out stadiums on yearly tours across the country is because they're legitimately talented. Are people looking at like you know, like, you know, hate to hate to pull in my you know number one favorite band? Look at Kiss. You know, Kiss has had really their, their ups and downs in their careers, yep. but yep. they are—they have been touring consistently and releasing new multi-platinum albums consistently for fifty, almost fifty years now. Rolling the Rolling Stones, you know, like some of those artists that have just been doing it forever, and they continue because there's legitimate talent behind them. Yeah, you know? and even I, someone like Madonna, for example. You know, like, right. I'm like, I'm not the biggest fan of Madonna, but right. I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. Madonna didn't really come from anything, but she is legitimately talented in the way that she's still able to make her music and have an impact in the way that she does. You know, she hasn't really been doing much in the last few years. But that's her choice. Yeah. It's not like she's been trying and failing. She just yeah. sort of, you know, taking a step back. Back. Guarantee you, she comes back tomorrow and yeah. says, "I'm releasing a new album. It's gonna sell five million copies." Yeah, but and, I mean, she again has an established popularity, and she got popular in a time that was different than today's culture. One of the things that I want to touch on, because you touched on it, is Kiss, and I want to touch on somebody who's in Kiss, and that's Tommy Thayer, right? Because Tommy Thayer is exactly what you're talking about. Now, here's somebody who legitimately worked his butt off, right? And legitimately didn't come from yeah. a connected family. His his mother was a classically trained violinist. His father was a businessman. Yeah. He came from a regular average family <clears throat> and he worked his butt off. And now he is the lead guitarist in Kiss. Yeah, he played in, the Kiss tribute band. Yeah, like, like yeah awesome. exactly. Right? And so, but here's somebody who was able to do that because he was so unbelievably talented yeah right whereas he didn't allow nepotism to take him there he allowed his talent to take him exactly. there exactly and he, he didn't allow and it wasn't naturally born and gifted talent right his mother was a violinist right he was he became a guitarist because he worked hard and he trained hard and he practiced every single day and he worked his way up that ladder right in order to get to the position that he's in right now so tommy thayer is a great example of somebody who is really that common man yeah right that was able to make it into this like huge like one of the most well-known bands in the entire world and to be able to take a part in that band and to be able to be just because he was a fan and because he worked his ass off to be there. I know a good example of the the one hit wonder quote thing. Um, my my point about like you need to have talent to have staying power. Perfect example, not music on the acting side. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan was like the biggest star on the planet for like a five, six yep. year span there. And it wasn't because she was particularly a great actress. She didn't really have a lot of range. Yes, she was in a handful of really great movies, both yeah, as, as a, a child kid. star yeah. and as you know, like Mean Girls and stuff like that. But when her, you know, her addictive addictions and stuff yeah. and her partying got the better of her, yep. it didn't change her ability to act. It just exposed the fact that she wasn't that good to begin with. 100%. And nobody really wanted to cast her. You know, look at a band like Motley Crue. 
they didn't let, you know, you know, depending on how you want to define letting their addictions get the best of them. Yes, they had that problem, but they consistently put out good music, yeah. whether they were on drugs or not on drugs. So there's right. legitimate talent behind those guys. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just like the drugs made us good or the drugs made us bad, you know. So Lindsay Lohan's a good example. Like I said, bullshit will get you to the top, but it's not going to keep you there. And no. a lot of these people, I think Billie Eilish, I think she might be the hottest thing right now. Like I said, never fucking heard of her before. Give it. Three more years, four more years, yeah, five max. Yeah, will you max. hear from her? Probably never going to hear from her again. Will she have addiction that gets yeah. the best of her, right? I, I, don't even think she'll is... have, I don't even think she'll have addiction. I think what, the way you described her music, I'm going to go listen to it. I bet what's going to happen to her oh, is you, I guarantee gonna, you'll listen to one song yeah. and you'll turn it off immediately. She's going to keep on putting out the same type of music that she's doing right now with no real talent or songwriting prowess behind it. And eventually people will get tired of her and move on to the next Billie Eilish yeah. who will have their five years of fame and then move on to yeah. the next one. Because these these type of pop stars, you know, like every once in a while a Taylor Swift comes along. Every once in right. a while a Lady Gaga comes right. along. They're but for the, yeah, but for the most part, they're just they just come out of a fucking mold, they get their few years of fame, and then they and then, you know, you know, ten years from now they'll be doing a residency in Las Vegas or something, or like, you know, like that. And I think it kind of touching on what you were talking about with, you know, kind of like you know, telling, uh, you know, the Twitter audience to, to go fuck themselves when they are misinterpreting something. Right. Whereas I, I think that, I, I think that, um, um, that there's an element there that if you own who you are and what you are, it's going to be better for you in the long run. Right. So if you look at the K-pop explosion that's happened recently, right. So all of the K-pop bands are well known that they are corporate manufactured and they are corporate. So it would be like it would be like Disney's band. Yeah. Like the Disney band or or the American Express band. Yeah. Right? Like that's essentially what all of these K-pop bands are yeah. because they are they are corporate sponsored bands that are put together by corporations, right? But they admit that. They embrace that, right? Whereas we're not embracing that element yet and we're not admitting that right. yet, right? So I think that that is really a problem where if you – like own your shit, dude. Just own your shit. Like if that's who you are and that's how you got there, just own it, admit it, and be like, look, this is who I am. This is who I am. And I'm going to do the absolute best that I can and try and make music for all of my fans and try and keep it going and pushing it forward. And it's all, and we, we almost got to that point actually with the boy band phenomenon years ago right. because you know there was that guy – there's actually a documentary coming out that I really want to watch. The guy Lou Pearlman, yeah. um, he yep. was like the boy band guy. He yep. basically more or less – manufactured bands like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. Right. And that's like a well-known fact. You know, like he wrote the majority of their songs with other songwriters. Those guys really didn't do much other than sit there and, you know, sing and dance or whatever. And it was very much like the K-pop thing. It was yep. very manufactured. It didn't have the same, you know, but like, like to your point, it wasn't like that – they didn't own it like that. You know, if you, right. you talk to like one of the dudes from NSYNC, they'd be like, oh no, we write all of our own songs. No, you fucking don't. No, like no, you 100% don't. Any of them. You know, now right? that they're older and more mature, that's changed. But at the time, they weren't writing any of their own fucking no. hits. They weren't writing Bye 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 and those fucking songs. Like, I actually admire them more now than I did when they first came oh, 100%. out. 100%. You know, and it's, you know, they already have the established yeah. audience. Older and, and wiser yeah, now. Older and wiser, and they're actually writing their own music. They're actually taking control yeah. of their content and the, 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 uh, the, the music that they put out into the universe right now. Exactly. Right? Which is, you know, I mean, so it's it's really like kind of like a difficult thing to be able to uh, to be able to to really bottle up, right? Because like 
how is it that you can you can you can capture that magic, right? Like how can somebody who doesn't have connections, right? And doesn't, wasn't born royalty. It wasn't born into it. Yep. How can they ever hope to be able to get into that? Now you have the examples like we brought up of, of people like Tommy Thayer who did it right now. How, how can anybody else expect to ever do it? Right. Yeah. And expect to ever, and expect to ever be there other than, other than just, being born into it or taking 25 years to be able to yeah. get there. And, and you know what? It's actually a, it's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing kind of about specifically the music industry nowadays because of things like, because of things like SoundCloud and, and, and in YouTube and the way people can get their music out there, there is a, a there's different levels of popularity now where you can have somebody, you know, that might have, 30 million YouTube subscribers or whatever and all these hits on sure. SoundCloud sure. but might not be able to translate that directly into, you know, selling out a packed stadium because you still need the financial support of things like a record label and those people that do the marketing for you and the bookers and the pros like that. So you can actually – there are a lot of musicians out there that actually do make like, you know, really good livings working on an indie label and have really huge followings but they're never going to reach that – mega level of success you know which is you know fine you you don't need to but then to your point though at the same time where you have all of these legitimately great artists (coughs) sort of you know down here let's call it yeah then you've got these totally talentless hacks like Billie eilish who are megastars megastars right and they're everywhere yeah and it just seems that like it, it, and you know it's 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 really funny because you know we're, we're having a conversation with you know friend of the show Lou Taylor Pucci and one of the things that he always talked about was that he is most valuable when he's getting booked doing other things yeah right which is really frustrating because he is such an incredibly talented actor and if you've ever seen some of the things that he's done it's it's very evident in in the work that he's done and his body of work that he's so incredibly talented but because he hasn't been booked on that mainstream you know kind of big thing and he wasn't born into it yeah he doesn't have the, the the same kind of representation or the same financial backing that a lot of other people do you know he hasn't made it to that pinnacle of success or that that hasn't gotten that one big break role yet right despite the fact that he is incredibly talented right it only takes so one. and it does it only takes one but we're in that that element of just we, we want these established audiences and it's so stale. You want these established audiences and they're trying to go for nostalgia and they're trying to go for cheap pops. They're trying to go for all of the cheap pops and trying to do it without really trying to be creative or trying to create something that's original. And I think that's why we're starting to see some of the backlash right now in the movie industry. And I'm hoping that eventually in the next couple of years, we're going to see it happen both in the music industry and in the pop culture industry, where we're starting to get away from people of being famous for just being famous, right? Yeah. Getting away from the quote unquote Instagram influencers who are famous because they're being famous, right? And 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 they really have no discernible reason for being famous. There's nothing yeah. that really got them there other than they did one thing that was either shocking or 
whatever, and it got them to have a certain amount of popularity. It's all the Kardashians' fault, and it's all reality TV's fault. Is it the reality TV's fault? It's, you can't blame someone for wanting to make money and there, trying it's to every, take it It's everybody's it's, fault. It's the fandom's fault. It's, it's, everybody's it's, it's, it's fault. the culture fault, right? So are we in a position or are we in a time right now where that culture – is going to change. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like we've had the last decade and usually culture goes in series of decades, right? Whereas if you look at the between 2000 and 2010 or 1990 between 2000 or 1980 between 1990 and the 70s, right? You always look at it in terms of decades in terms of the culture and how different it is. Now, we are on the precipice of going into a new decade, right? So are we on the precipice of going into a new culture? God, I fucking hope so. <laughs> I, I hope so, too. I hope I'm so, so too. over the Kardashians. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm very over the, the, the kind of pop culture that, that we have right now because it's very – it's stale to me. It's, it's oh, stale. Oh, very, yeah. It's, it's stale. It's bland. It's, it's nothing. It's forced. And then you have people on both ends of the spectrum – Right. That, you know, some people are absolute haters that are out there and some people are absolute diehard devoted and worshipers for the sake of being worshipers. Yep. I mean, you know, Kim Kardashian, she'll have one tweet and it'll uh, get, you know, millions of hits. Right. Which uh, is why she gets paid, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to get sponsored by and do one thing because she sells. Because look, at the end of the day, you can't blame her for that, right? Yeah. But what you can do is you can blame the culture and say that we need an overhaul in terms of the culture that is in the United States right now and in America and the American culture of movies, music, and everything else. We need to be able to have that overhaul. And I'm hoping that when we reach the roaring 20s, that we get that overhaul in terms of culture. Well, listen, people, you heard it here first. The cultural revolution will not be televised. It will be podcastivized. And we starting will here. start it. It is starting <laughs> here. Be a part of the review. <laughs> the review illusion, baby. The review illusion. The review illusion is starting. The review Oh, God. Well, you know the drill, people. Tune in to us on SoundCloud and on Spotify. And Follow us on Instagram with the underscores removed at Ready Set Review yeah, on Instagram. At Ready Set Review. We have our Facebook page that's up and running now as well. Ready At Ready Set Review. I would on say Facebook. it's. Up. I wouldn't call it running. Uh, <laughs> it's up. By the time people listen to this, we'll get it. We'll get it running. But listen, we want to know what you guys think. Let us know. What do you think about the culture that's right now? What would you do to change it? How do you think that um, that America can change the culture? I mean, obviously, you know, it's very geopolitical. Like, there's a lot of things that are going on. There's a lot of negativity that's out there. A lot of negative news. A lot of negative media. We want to get more to that positive element. Let's get to more. Let's let's start admiring people again for talent rather than for just being famous right and let's let's how can we do that and and let us know what you think we want to know what you guys think we want to hear from you guys so leave us a comment leave us a like don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the alert button um so that you can follow us and, and get every alert when we upload whenever we do upload uh, a podcast <laughs> eventually um and as always stay tuned true reviewers